You are listening to Matter of Theology, a podcast production that deals with church and cultural issues from a biblical standpoint. We stand firm on the sufficiency of Scripture, hitting every topic with an open Bible and the boldness to say things that others are afraid to. And now, here's the host of Matter of Theology, Chris Huff. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Matter of Theology, the place where theology matters because everything is a matter of theology. My name is Chris. I am one of your hosts. Matter of Theology exists uh, to stand for the sufficiency of Scripture and to take a look at how Scripture applies to everything we think, say, and do. So um, I'm glad that you guys uh, are with us today. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and we're going to we are going to dive right in here in just a second. Um, uh, something I want to uh, talk about first and something I want to um uh, bring to your attention first, uh, you guys know that the preferred translation of Matter of Theology is the Legacy Standard Bible, the LSB, um, and it has been for a while. Um, and so go check them out. Go uh, go check out the link in the show notes. I'll put, um, obviously, I always put a link to read.lsbible.org, um, read.lsbible.org, and um, you can read the LSB for free there. Um, and and head on over to 316publishing.com to get your own physical copy of the Legacy Standard Bible. Uh, they are having some uh, incredible sales right now, and the um, the editions that are releasing um, are awesome. They are amazing. You can you can find them on Amazon now. You can get them on Amazon. So if you have Prime, you've got uh, two day shipping once it ships, and um, it, and you can get many versions there. But uh, if you want the nice versions, the edge lined goat skin versions, or you want to buy them in bulk, check out 316publishing.com. No, they are not sponsoring uh, us at all, um, but I love that team. I love the company. I love what they're doing. And uh, a, a lot of people have been asking for uh, a, a reference, a cross-reference and footnotes edition of the LSB. That is now officially live. You can get a copy of that. Um, I, I pre-ordered one back in August of 2022 uh, when they first uh, announced it, and it has arrived, and I've been reading from it for the last uh, few days and studying from it, and I absolutely love it. Um, it just, uh, having the cross-references, having the footnotes, being able to see um, uh, right there on the page uh, how, uh, as Thomas Watson says, a diamond cuts a diamond. So only a diamond can cut a diamond is only script scripture can interpret scripture. And you're able to see cross references. You're able to see footnotes, um, from the incredible translation team that worked on the legacy standard Bible. So go check that out. Um, that inside column reference edition is available. Uh, and then they now have a two column edition and that one right there, uh, brothers and sisters, that one right there has become uh, my EDC, my everyday carry. Uh, that thing goes with me everywhere. I read from it. 
Uh, if I'm heading out somewhere, it is in my bag. Uh, so Lord willing, and uh, this this coming March, going to the Shepherds Conference again, um, that will be the Bible I take with me. Um, and it is it is the perfect size. Uh, the text is a good size, and it's and it's most importantly though, most importantly, as pretty or as nice um, as the wrapping is, the cover and the gilding and all that all that fun stuff. Um, I was gonna say nonsense, but it's not nonsense. What matters is the translation. What matters is uh, this translation is faithful and it, it, it has been worked on uh, by men uh, who we know their commitment uh, is to the sufficiency, the inerrancy, and the infallibility of Scripture. Authorial intent is the goal. And, um, and I can tell you that these men don't capitulate uh, to the culture. They don't capitulate to money, um, as, uh, as, as I'm sure we're probably going to get into at some point. There are some publishers out there, a lot of publishers out there, in fact, um, who do that. They will, they'll cut corners or they will, they will partner um, with organizations, false religions, false gospels, and in, in order to in order to, to, to gain some financial, I guess scripture calls that sordid gain. So anyway, I don't want to get off on too much of a rabbit trail, but uh, but head on over to 316publishing.com and pick up your copy of the Legacy Standard Bible. And then let us know what you think. If you've never read from the LSB, let us know what you think. It's very, very similar uh, to the New American Standard, um, which is amazing. I still read from that as well. But um, if I, you know, when I'm studying scripture, when I'm reading scripture daily, um, meditating on scripture, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been the LSB. And so it's been awesome. Um, anyway, on to uh, today's episode. Again, they weren't sponsoring us, um, but man, they've just they've done such a great job, and they're just amazing people. Uh, um, so anyway, on to today's episode, and it's not going to be a long one, but. Uh, what I wanted to do is um, I wanted to I wanted to record this because this is something I've been chewing on um, for a little bit. Uh, this this concept of and this command and example that we're given in Scripture of immediate obedience, and um, I'm, I've been talking with my brother Alex Rodriguez. Uh, you guys heard me talk about Alex last time, and uh, Alex is going to be on Matter of Theology at some point, um, but uh, Alex is the pastor of Outpost Bible Church in McHenry, Illinois. And by the way, if you are listening to this and you're anywhere near McHenry, Illinois, go check out the Outpost, uh, a faithful, faithful group of saints uh, run by Alex and, uh, and, and leadership there. And they, man, they care about what the Lord cares about when it comes to how church is to be structured and done and, uh, and, and, and how people are to be shepherded. So if you're anywhere near McHenry, Illinois, check them out. But we've been talking about this. And um, as, as the year 2023, that's when we're recording, the, I'm recording this. As the year is moving on, um, it is. I'm recording this on the sixth day of 2023, January 6, 2023, and um, and and so I've been reading through Matthew uh, this week. And and uh, if you listen to the last episode, you you heard me say that the Bible reading plan that I'm doing 
is from um, Mission Bible Church and uh, Mission. Check out missionbible.org uh, or at Mission Bible Church on the socials. You can follow them. Dr. Anthony Wood, of course, is the co-author of Defining Deception, and he is the uh, pastor there along with his fellow co-equal uh, elders. Um, but they they're they're walking through uh, the New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes in 2023, and so. As the week has progressed, we started in on the Lord's Day on Psalm 1 and 2, and then it's been Matthew 1, Matthew 2, et cetera, so on and so forth. Um, and so, but as 2022 ended, I knew that this was the plan I was going to do. And so I started, you know, I was listening to... Um, um, uh, dial in ministries. Uh, you you got to go check them out too. I'll put a link there, but uh, listening to Johnny uh, talk about, you know, anything worth starting uh, in 2023 is worth starting today. And so once I decided on a Bible reading plan, I'm like, well, why am I going to wait until 2023? I'm going to go ahead and open up to Psalm one and I'm going to read it. And I'm so glad that I did. And, and so I actually spent a couple of days in Psalm one and two, just rereading and rereading and digging into um, a original languages and and just just looking at that and praying that the holy spirit would um would, would take that that passage of scripture and and conform me more and more into the image of christ as i meditate as i groan growl chew on that um uh, thomas watson in the book meditation i know i just talked about this in the last episode but one of the things he talks about is and mentions is meditating is like uh, he said that the old testament prophets who who meditated on the law it's like they're chewing their cud um and it was it was those who chew their cud who remain in righteousness so an interesting uh picture if you will of 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 meditation um but as i'm as i'm looking through as i'm going through at matthew um there were a couple of things that stood out to me and so what i want to talk about today is immediate obedience immediate obedience and um as i'm reading through I get through Matthew one, the genealogy, the wonderful genealogy of Jesus, um, and the a genealogy of grace. And if you guys have never heard Dr. John MacArthur unpack the virgin birth, um, go check it out. Um, if you listen to Grace to You Radio, um, uh, they they did that in the month of December. But you can go to uh, gty.org and look up the virgin birth um, that sermon that, that that series that he did. Um, and uh, or if you have the GTY app, it you know. This episode so far has just sounded like nothing but a big commercial. It's not. These are just resources that I use. And so I'm just trying to give you guys background and context. Anyway, um, and I was listening to Dr. MacArthur talk about the grace there and um, the, the the grace found in the lineage and the genealogy of Jesus and not to not to not to skip over that. And so I get to Matthew 2, right? Um and uh, Matthew 2 uh, starts out with the visit, visit of, the, of the Magi, moves into then uh, the flight to Egypt is the, is the subheading that the LSB gives this section. And uh, so, so in reading through this, let me, let me read the text um, and then we're just going to, we're just going to talk about it for a few minutes. Um, and then um, I'm going to flip over to Matthew four. So if you have your copy of God's word and you're able to um, open up to Matthew, let's, let's, let's study this together and um, let it challenge us together. <laughs> so um, in Matthew chapter two, and I want to start uh, in verse 13, uh, the Bible says this, now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search 
for the child to destroy him. Verse 14, so Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and departed to Egypt. And he remained there until the death of Herod in order, uh, in order that what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled saying, out of Egypt, I called my son. All right, so that's, that's Matthew chapter 2, 13 through 15. And when I was reading this um, before the new year, but then again this week, um, I, I, was, I was just struck by, um, by, by what I was reading. You know, I mean, put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a minute. Okay, think about all that, that he's been through. He's, he's betrothed to this young woman to Mary, then finds out that Mary is pregnant and has resolved because he's a man of righteousness that, that he's going to put her, put her out quietly. He's going to end that relationship quietly as to not publicly shame her. But then an angel of the Lord appears to him with a word from the Lord, explains the situation and, and what, what happens. What, what, what do we see? Well, let's back up. Let's back up. I mean, just put yourself in his shoes for a second. All right. And so back up to Matthew chapter one and verse 24. Um, and uh, so Joseph after, well, let me back up to verse 22. Now all this took place in order that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Verse 24, and Joseph got up from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as, as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, capital S, and he called his name Jesus. So we see in Matthew one twenty four, we see in Matthew 2.14, and then we're going to see again later on in Matthew chapter 2, as Herod now commits this unspeakable act um, of, of, of slaughtering all of the male children in the vicinity from two years old and under. Um, and because that, that was, scripture says that that was the time which he had carefully determined from the Magi. And this, of course, fulfilled the prophecy out of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, 15, that a voice was heard in, in Ramah weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she was refusing to be comforted because there were no more, because they were no more, excuse me. And so, but afterwards, Herod died, and then and the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, get up, take the child and his mother, go into the land of Israel for those who sought the child's life are dead. Verse 21, here it is again. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. And that's Matthew uh, 2.21. Um, so I, I just... I have to ask, I had to ask myself this question. And so I figured I'd share the question with you. When, when we see a command of the Lord written in the word of the Lord, and, and just so we're clear, because <laughs> just want to put this out there. The word of the Lord is the word of God, the inerrant, infallible, and completely sufficient 
scriptures that we have. These 66 canonical books that are inspired by God himself, penned with human hands, but inspired by God himself. When we see commands in scripture, I mean, imperative commands, um, commands that we are, that, that are like prescribed commands, calls, duties in scripture. Do we respond in that way? Do we respond that way? The, when, when, when scripture says, so Joseph got up, literally, so he got up. And that's one word in the Greek, and it is a physical getting up, lifting up, raising up, and going. And we see that same word 136 times in the New Testament. But do we respond with that immediate obedience? Or do we, do we him haw around about it? Do we try to make excuses? And do we allow pragmatism and idol worship, us being the idol, do we let that take over? Now, normally this is one of those times where I may quote Vody Bakum and say, amen, somebody. But I think it's going to be the other thing that Vody says and like, ouch, everybody. Because I started thinking about this and I'm like, man, man, like... Are there, are there areas, I started praying and asking the Lord, are there areas in my life where there's delayed obedience? Delayed obedience, as Dr. Stephen J. Lawson would say, is disobedience. So what are the things in our lives that the Lord has called us to abstain from? What are the things in our lives that the Lord has called us to do? Areas that he is convicting us to be obedient. And what areas have we not done that? What areas do we need to get up and move forward? What are the things in our lives that, that affect everything we think, say, and do that's antithetical to the scriptures? And when we find those things, we need to kill them. We need to go to war and mortify, mortify that sin. So what has the Lord revealed to you in his, through his word or convicted you of where, where you need to get up and move? What is that? Wait, wait, in what areas in your life, what areas in my life, and this, these are the questions that I'm asking, do I need to stop and immediately obey? What areas in and through my life do I need to get up and follow him by obeying his word? You know, we see this later. <laughs> we see this later with, with the apostles. So in Matthew chapter four, so flip over to Matthew chapter four. Again, if you're not driving, if you're in a place where you can, and Matthew chapter four starts with the temptation of Jesus. And then Jesus begins his ministry and calls the first disciples. And here, here we see again, another example of immediate obedience, active obedience right away. So Matthew chapter four, starting in verse 18. Now, Jesus was walking by the sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat with Zebedee, 
their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And immediately, verse 22, they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Immediately, that word in the Greek is is at once, straight away, directly. And that, that word is used 33 times in the New Testament, and every time except for one, it's translated as immediately. Immediately means immediately, right away. In 3 John, verse 14, it's translated as shortly. This it, it, same concept applies. So we, we see that take place, right? We see that take place in salvation. We've talked about, it was, a couple, it was a few years ago when we talked about soteriology, the order of salvation. When, when the Lord regenerates our hearts, grants us faith and repentance, and, and, and we, we, we experience that, that, that is an immediate change. That is an immediate change. And then the, the process of sanctification begins as we, as the Holy Spirit continues to use the work of the word, the ministry of the word of God applied as a sword to our lives. We are conformed. We are pruned more and more into the image of Christ. And I'm thankful for that. But I found myself at, just as this year has started, as I'm digging into scripture that, and of, of this kind of stuff standing out. I mean, standing out to me. I mean, it's like it jumping off the page of noticing. So Joseph got up. Very next words. Joseph got up right away. Get up, raise up, lift up, physically get up and move. The same thing with the disciples. The very same thing. Immediately. Immediately they got up. So I just, I wanted to share that with you. And, um, and of course we see, we see this, we, we see the same wording in the synoptic gospels, the same story, um, uh, throughout the synoptic gospel. So you may be in a different place. You may be in I, like Alex and I were talking about this. He's in Luke four, Luke four says the same thing, talking about how immediately the disciples responded. It didn't matter. It, it didn't matter the circumstance, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter the circumstances, uh, that you find yourself in. If Christ is calling you through his word If there's a command of scripture, if there's an example set in scripture through a narrative, if there's an example set in scripture through what we see in the scriptures that we are to do something and obey, we need to do it immediately. Again, delayed obedience is disobedience. It's procrastination. So what areas in your life and what areas, and then I'm asking myself the same question, um, what areas in my life do I need to die to in order that I can that I should immediately obey? What do I got to kill? What 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 um what do I need to mortify? What 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 thought? What word? What deed? And what is that for you? So. I just wanted to share uh, with you, and as as I'm studying scripture, I, I may I may jump on and do do some more of these things. Um, but uh, I just I just wanted to share that. So I pray um, that as you are digging into the scriptures, um, as uh, th- that the scriptures they will. If you're digging into the scriptures, guaranteed they will dig into you, and that's uh, that's precisely what we need them to do. Amen. 
So uh, just wanted to share that with you. This is a, a shorter episode, and uh, I pray that it, uh, that it is a blessing to you. I pray that it encourages and or admonishes you if necessary as, um, as, as the word is admonishing me. So I pray and we pray uh, that you are well. If you need anything, if we can be praying for you in any way, um, or if you want to share anything you need to be obedient to or, or to abstain from or, or mortify, and we can be playing, praying for you and, and helping you in any way, please let us know. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Matter of Theology. We love you. We'll see you on the next one.